Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's stand to our feet and give God some praise in this house. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we're thankful for your presence, oh God. Thank you, God, for being in this house. Oh God, thank you, God, for everything you're going to do. Lord, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory, Jesus. You're the King of kings, and you're the Lord of lords. You're the great I am, oh God. We magnify your holy name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands, everybody. If you believe that God is awesome, clap those hands a little louder. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you really love God, would you just shout his name right now? Jesus! Shout it again in the name of Jesus! Hallelujah, hallelujah. God's about to do something in this house. Amen? Sister, uh, where'd Sister Hanchi go? We're going to pray for Sister Hanchi, everybody. Sister Hanchi, will you come right here? We're all going to pray for you. I want every person that's able to walk, come and lay your hands on Sister Hanchi. We're going to pray for her. In the name of Jesus. Right here. Do we have oil? We don't need oil. It's all right. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, yes, I pray right now, God, yes, for Lord. healing. Oh, God, in her body, in the name of oh Jesus, God, I pray. Oh, God, for your counsel, for your anointing. Oh, God, the strength in her. where she's at. Lord, you are there with her in the name of Jesus. I pray for a miracle in her family and in her house. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now, oh, God, that you would do a great miracle in her body, in her home, in her family. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. It is 658. I'll try to have us out of here by 895. That's two hours past 10. <laughs> I give honor to Bishop Cornwell and Pastor Scott for allowing me to speak in their church. Um, I give honor to Sister Hainshi for this gracious invitation. As always, thank you so much for allowing me to be here. And it's a great honor to be able to preach here and minister to the people that are here. Amen. Amen. Let's turn, let's stand for the reading of the word and let's turn to Joshua chapter 4, verse 1. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say amen when you're there. Joshua chapter 4 verse 1. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua saying, Take you twelve men out of the people out of every tribe a man, and commands you them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and you shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared in the children of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man a stone upon his shoulder, 
according unto the number of the tribes of, of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you, that when you were, when your children asked their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? Then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. You may be seated. I'm going to preach on this subject, the memorials, the memorials. Before I do, I do want to report that we went to a, a Kansas hyphen and youth convention this, this morning and last night, and God touched our district. We got tons of great preachers coming up. Uh, God has done so many great things at that conference, spoken to many people, and we're just thankful for that. Just wanted to give you that report before I get started. So the memorials. So Joshua is leading the people across uh, this Jordan. They come to the river and he, 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 he says, what he says, he t tells the priests that have the Ark of the Covenant, stick your foot in the water. And they put their foot in the water. And as soon as they put their foot in the water, the waters begin to recede upwards. After the priests put their foot in the water, they begin to walk over on dry ground. And they get on the other side, the, the entire nation of the millions of different Hebrews cross over. And he says to them, Take one man out of every tribe. Take one man out of every tribe and take one stone out of the river for a memorial unto you. Because there's going to come a day when your children look at you in your face and they're going to say, why do we do the things that we do? Why do we worship the God that we worship? Why do we dress the way that we dress? Why do we act the way that we act, Dad? Why do we do these things? And Joshua said that it has to be a memorial before you because they're going to require a sign just like you require a sign. God gives a sign to every generation and you have children coming up in your family. You got brothers, you got sisters, you got moms, you got dads, you got all kinds of family, you got friends, you got co-workers and they look at you every day and they wonder why you dress the way you dress, act the way you act, live the way you live, love the way you love and you haven't spoken a word to them. And he says, you've got to have this memorial. These stones represent your crossing from where you used to be to where you're going. This stone represents where God brought you from. You used to be an addict, but now you're set free. You used to be addicted to porn, but now you have a clean mind and a pure heart. You used to be lost. You used to not know how to come out or go in, but God has saved you. And you, oh, this people and this nation a memorial you owe them an explanation someday when you're asked why you do what you do you have two options don't say anything or say something about the memorial of salvation Every person comes to a place in their life where they're in an altar and they have to make a decision. Do I want God or do I not want God? Do I want to follow him or do I not want to follow him? You have to come to a decision. And when you come to that decision, you make up in your mind that I'm going to serve God. And that becomes a memorial. And when you are encountering these questions of people, when you are encountering people asking you, why do you do the things you do? Why do you go to that tongue talking church? Why? Why do you go to 
this place with these, these crazy people that dance all over and shout. And you got that little young guy preaching that's always crazy like popcorn. Why you got this stuff going on? Why are you doing it? You can say, because I owe this to God. He saved me. He ransomed me with his blood. I owe my salvation to God, and so do you. So come with me. Come see the stones of Jordan. Come see the memorial of God. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. So Joshua tells him it's going to be a memorial. It's going to be a sign. So there are many types of memorials. I don't have time to preach about all of them, but... One of the first memorials that we find in the book of Joshua is the Jordan River itself. It's not even the stones that they set up. It's the Jordan River itself. They crossed two large bodies of water in their lifetimes or in, uh, in, the, in the, the span of 100 years. The first body of water they crossed was the Red Sea. That symbolized deliverance from Egyptian bondage. But the river crossing of Jordan symbolized something far greater. It was a deliverance from self-will into God's will. It was a symbol of deliverance from self-plans to God plans. Jordan became their turning point. They crossed that place and at that moment there were a few select amount of people that decided I'm not going to go with them to the promised land. I'm going to make myself comfortable right here right where I think it's good enough. Right where the fruit is good and where the corn tastes good and where the food is good and, and I have everything I need and the next time you hear about those people they're lost and they're living with demons in the New Testament testament they made the wrong decision but the people that made the right decision crossed jordan and it became a turning point for them jordan was a turning point for god's people they were now in a land full of new hope and new promises so so why did god instruct them build the stone memorial why what does it mean what, what why, why does anybody care about some stones anyway what, what, what does it really matter, Joshua? Why do we need to go out there and get these 12 stones out of this river that God just crossed us through? What does it matter? And he says something very profound. He says it would be a sign that would convey commitment. It would be a sign that would convey that they were not going back. You know, some of us have a lack of commitment to the house of God. Some of us have a lack of commitment to walking with God every day. And you're wondering why you're struggling every single day. It's because you haven't left the Jordan River. You're still in the river itself. You haven't put your foot in the promises of God. You haven't put your foot in the plans of God. You haven't crossed over the entire Jordan yet. And I've come to tell you that a day in the courts of God is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. What this place has to offer is greater than what that place has to offer. What this place has to offer you is greater than what the world has to offer you. 
Amen, somebody. You've got to have a, a point in your life where you say, I'm not going back. God's done too much for me. I can't go back to the friends I used to have. I can't go back to the money I used to make. I've got to give up everything I had so I can pursue the life that God has for me. What God has for me is greater. He says, I think good thoughts towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. That's an end that's full of mercy, grace, pleasure, and peace. Not, a, not an end that's full of death. Not an end that's full of evil. But an end that is full of life and life abundantly. So make your choice and go forward. Build a memorial. Build a memorial. If you look at later chapters in the book of Joshua, you can see that there are other types of memorials. Joshua and the people have crossed the Jordan. They're making their way through uh, the land of promise there. They, they, they settle in a, a, a sub-town of Jericho called Gilgal. Yeah, the Bible actually says it's, that Gilgal was founded in the plains of Jericho. And they settle there for a moment and they rest. And it says that they begin to eat corn. And this corn tastes wonderful. It's the best corn they ever had in their life. They begin to eat the fruit of the lamb. It's the best fruit that they ever had in their life. And, and that's what the Bible says in that chapter. And after they begin to settle there, Joshua leaves the camp for a little while. And he discovers the second memorial that is the most important to every Christian. Joshua 5.12 says, And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore. But they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. And, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. He didn't worship the angel. He worshiped the God behind the angel. He said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Now watch this. The captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot. For the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Joshua found an experience with God that was similar to his pastor's experience. Moses was asked to take off his shoes for where he stood was holy ground. Jo Moses was asked to take off the valueless things. The actual word there that, that, that shoe means, it has three meanings. It has the, the actual physical shoe itself, but then there's two other meanings of that actual word. And it, it symbolizes valueless things or things that occupy your time. And he said the same thing to Joshua. He says, take off your shoe, Joshua. You're on holy ground. Joshua, remove the old you. Because where you're at is not where you're going to be in a few days. You're going somewhere far greater. It was a time for a private memorial of change and conversion. It was, a, it was a time for a place of change 
We've got to make sure that every day in our life that we are establishing a memorial of conversion and change. We cannot expect to wear the old shoes in a new land. If I get hired for a new job, I'm going to prepare myself to fill that role. I don't take my old role at my old job and take it to that new place of work, right? If I'm working as a communications director of a school and I'm handling social media accounts and I become a pastor, I'm probably not going to be doing that full time anymore. I'm probably going to be moving into public relations and dealing with people and saying, I love you and I care about you and teaching them Bible studies and trying to get people to come to church and change their life instead of telling them, oh, you can have this new product. You change based upon where you're going, not based upon where you've been. And God told Joshua, you take off that shoe because if you keep that shoe on, it will weigh you down in the promised land and you'll begin to stumble. You'll begin to get weak and you'll fall before you ever get to Jericho. Take off your shoes, somebody. You're on holy ground. Remove the valueless things. Remove the things that occupy your time that are not valuable, that don't profit you in your salvation that don't profit you in your walk with God take off the things Joshua that are not going to help you because you need a memorial of change you need a memorial of conversion you need to make up in your mind I'm changing now I'm not going to be the same tomorrow and when I get up tomorrow I'm going to be different I'm going to get up the next day I'm going to be different when I get up on Thursday I'm going to be different when I get up on Friday I'm going to be different it's a continuous change Hallelujah. He says, Joshua, take off these shoes. When God tells you to take something off, you better listen. He says he knows the ending from the beginning. He said that when your heart condemns you, do not listen to your heart, for I know all things. He told uh, Peter, he said, do you love me, Peter? Peter responds, he says, God, you know all things. You know that I love you. It's very evident that God knows all things. So if he tells you to take something off, it's because he's telling you that something that is down the road is going to require a change now. And if you don't make the change now, you can't experience what I have for you down the road. Honey, can I use you as a testimony? Okay, cool. I was going to do it anyway. So. I'm just playing. No, I wasn't. All right. So we, we first got married. Maybe it was about, I don't know how long it was before. We got, I don't know. Anyway, so we were talking and she was pursuing grad school. And Bishop told her, you need, to take off. Uh, you need to take off from school. You don't need to go to school anymore right now. Uh, it's your marriage season. He thought she was going to marry an evangelist in Louisiana. But, oh, Landon slipped in, all right? So I was like, yo, he's out. I'm in. Boom, right there, man. But so he didn't know it was going to be Landon. He, he, Landon was not on the radar, all right, for Bishop. But it was her marriage season. It really was. And we got married. And she wanted to go back to grad school, and we felt in our, in our spirit, we, 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 we were kind of confused. One of us felt we should go, one of us felt we, we shouldn't, and we really were, we weren't sure whether we should go to grad school and spend the money on it. And we went ahead and did it, um, and about a year in, maybe, what was it, semester in? One semester in, God clearly spoke and says, you're done, you're, you're out for good, stop doing it, and so we quit. And... If we would have continued down that road, let me, let me preface this actually before I say that, let me preface it and say, God told me I had to go to school. God told her she, she needed to stop going to school. God has made a way for my school to be completely paid for. 
her school was not going to be paid for at all. And if we would have continued down the road, she, her, our debt would have been so high that we could never start evangelizing until maybe five to seven years down the road. But now, since that's out of the way, in two years when I'm done with school, we're probably going to start evangelizing full time. God will set you up for success if you just listen to him in the present moment. Success is in the future, but the future successes are determined by present sacrifices. Let me say that one more time. Future successes are determined by present sacrifices. When you make in your mind, I'm going to give up my desire for God's plan, and you lay it down in an altar, and you make a memorial to God, saying this is your life uh, not mine he will give you something greater than you could ever imagine and because we gave it up now we're more blessed than we ever thought we would be we have more money than we thought we'd ever have we had no idea how we'd make it when we first got married we were we maybe had like two hundred dollars in our account when we first got married right we were i mean we were actually like we didn't know what to do we had a hundred dollars after we were done like hey i want me some mickey d's let me go get one dollar cheeseburger okay that's what i had to do but now i can afford myself a chicken sandwich because I'm, a, you know, I got an extra 25 cents. But God, God has blessed us in a greater way than we thought possible after we made the sacrifice. Her, her increase in wages would have been astronomic. We would have made, what, another $80,000 if you would have went to school per year? 50? It was a large amount. And trust me, I would have liked to have a lot of money. I really would. But that's not the will of God. So we gave it up, and God has blessed us. Your present sacrifice will determine your future success. Always remember that. That's a memorial to God. And Joshua learned that if he would take his old self off, if he would take those old shoes off and stop leading like Moses did at that season and start leading like Joshua was supposed to lead, he would have success in the promised land. Amen? We as Christians must have an experience with God daily. We must take off ourselves every day and repent every day. I want to go to the third memorial. This is probably one of the most important. So if you don't listen to anything else, Luke 8, verse 1. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings in the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And a certain woman, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna the wife of Chusa uh, Herod's steward, and Susanna and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. They went to Jesus and ministered to God in the flesh with their own substance. They didn't say, God, heal me of my disease. God, take out this pain in my right arm. God, help me to get rid of this diabetes. Lord, I pray that you open up a financial door. No, 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 no. They didn't ask for anything. Instead, they gave everything. They didn't ask for a blessing. Instead, they blessed the Savior. They didn't ask for God to pour himself out on them. He, they instead poured themselves out on him. The Bible says that when we send praise up to God, that it becomes a dwelling place to God, and he inhabits the praises of his people. When's the last time you just praised God just because he was good, not because he healed you, 
not because you want a healing, but because you just love him and he's good all the time. When's the last time you just ministered to God for a little while? When you just went on a fast just to hear his voice and just to let him know that you're thinking about him. You need to make sure that you get rid of selfish praise. Selfish praise is worth nothing to God. But when you praise God because he's good and when you praise God because he means the world to you, that is called ministering to Jesus. And when you minister to God, he'll minister back to you. Because he says, if you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. When you come close to me, I'll come close to you. When I when you seek the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God will be open unto you. When you say, God, I love you so much, he'll say, I love you too. You need to make sure that you develop a memorial of praise every day. When I start my prayers, I start my prayers with praise because I want God to be in that room the entire time. I want God to be in that place the entire time. Make sure you're making a memorial of praise out of your life. So at the end of days, when you look back on your life, all you see is God's glory falling on you because you ministered to him and you are constantly selfish asking for him to come do something and said you were doing something for him. Like Mary Magdalene. Is this all right? Just a few verses later, she's ministering to Jesus. She's praising him. She's, she's giving him the glory. And he begins to reveal to them a brand new teaching, a brand new parable, and minister to them. So... What does that mean for us? If we need a word from God, if we're tired, if we're broken, if we don't know what we're doing in life, if we don't know what the next step is with our job, if we don't know what the next step is in our home, in our family, what do we do? We go to a prayer closet. We minister to God with our substance, and that's when his word comes down. That's when he begins to speak to you, when you begin to minister to God with your praise. Praise opens the door for new teaching for new parables and for the voice of God to be in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Last memorial and I'm going to close. I've been preaching for almost 30 minutes. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. Praise God. And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out of this, out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them around about. And behold, there were very many things in the open valley. And lo, there were, there were very many bones in the open valley, and they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou God, thou knowest. He wasn't exercising a lack of faith when he said that. He was simply expressing, God, you have all power and knowledge. You know that you can do it. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God on these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you. 
and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise. As I began to do what God told me to do there became a noise from heaven that moved in the valley and it says that when that noise came the skin covered them from above but there was no breath to them and then I prophesied under the wind prophesy said a man say to the wind thus saith the Lord God come from the four winds so breathe and breathe upon these slain that they may live so the flesh came back and then he prophesied to the wind saying breathe into the breath of these bones breathe and make these bones come to life and as soon as he did it those bones lived and it says later in the chapter that it became an army of bones an army of men for the Lord can I tell you that your prophecy that your faith is a memorial before God and it will save armies of people when you begin to prophesy in your life you can save your neighbor you can save your son and your daughter by just speaking the things that are not as though they are when you just begin to speak faith into the atmosphere God will move when's the last time you built an altar of praise an altar of faith an altar of prophesying when's the last time you showed God I got the faith and you got the power you wonder why I feel so sick all the time yeah you, you don't know why you haven't got your healing yet. When's the last time you built a memorial of prophecy in your life? When's the last time you just got on your knees and said, God... I speak to my situation. It is over now. I speak to this disease. Leave now by the power of God. Lord, you know you got the power. And I know you got the power. So I take authority over it now. When's the last time you built a prophecy or a memorial of prophecy and faith in your prayer closet or in your life? You need to make up in your mind that I'm not backing down, devil. Just because you inflicted disease on me, I'm running to an altar of prophecy. I'm going to an altar of faith and I'm making in my mind that you're going to do something for me God. So you got to have memorials. You've got to remember the memorials. If you have a sickness in your body stand up right now. If you got pain in your body stand up right now. We got one person with it that wants a healing. Two people. Two people need a healing. If you need a healing, you can come right here in the front. God's going to do a miracle for you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you need the gift of the Holy Ghost, you've never spoken in other tongues, you come right here. If you've never spoken in other tongues, if you've never spoken in other tongues, please come line up right here. Does anybody not have the Holy Ghost? Praise God. If you want God to move in your life, the first thing you need to do is proclaim it, speak it, and have faith that God can do it. Acknowledge his power, repent of your sins, and God will do a miracle for you. Amen? So we're going to start praying for these people in just a moment. If you need anything from God at all, if you just want to hear his voice, 
If you just want God to come down and talk with you a little bit. And you just want to know that he's there. The Bible said that, that, that the women, that, that Mary Magdalene and Johanna, or Joanna and, and, and the other uh, two women there, they minister to God with their substance. If you want to hear his voice, you can come right here and just talk with them. If you don't want to hear God's voice, you can just sit there, I guess. That's fine. I feel bad for you. I'll pray for you. If you want God, come to this altar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. I speak right now by the power in the name of Jesus and the authority in the word of God. I pray right now, God, that miracles, signs, and wonders would fall in this house, not by my ability, God, not by my logic, not by my ability to speak, not by anything that I can do, but by your anointing, by your spirit, and by your power. Let it happen now in the name of Jesus. you don't know where to go there's a memorial that you can build up in front of God and he'll recognize that memorial and he'll be attracted to that memorial and he'll be drawn to you and you can experience his presence and you need a healing 
build a memorial of prophecy and faith. If you need to hear God's voice, build a memorial where you minister to God with your praise. Make sure you make a memorial where you determine you're not going back in the name of Jesus. So take me, mold me, use me, fill me, I give my life.